here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it has. We're back, a minute. baby. Hi, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> God um, dang, this, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, this feels so foreign to me now, yeah. but I guess here we go. Um, welcome to Legendary Lasses. I'm Ashley. I'm KB. And I'm Sally. Oh, what? God damn. God, I, my heart feels so happy doing that. Yeah. Aww. Oh my gosh. Oh man, that was nice. Oh, it's been so long, girls. <laughs> it has. Uh, Reunited and it feels so good. That's going to sound terrible in this recording. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Okay. We're just going to make some great audio. Great. Well, yeah. it's been an extended hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Life has been happening. Yeah. It's been happening. But unlike other people that were like, I want to start a podcast. We're like, nope. <laughs> no. We got shit to do. And like, I've thought about it so much during it, but like, mm-hmm. dealing with so much like emotional and mental fatigue mm-hmm. from like just yeah. what's been going on. We're also in the United States, so we've been dealing with some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, job stuff, too, I feel like has been pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, but we're back, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, what what have y'all been up to? I don't know about y'all. I know a lot of people have been, like, baking bread. What mm. have y'all been doing? <sighs> I've been working two jobs <laughs> because my full-time salary was cut and I needed to mm-hmm. replace that income. So that, that's been a thing. Um, I've also been taking online art classes because I'm a, okay. I'm a white lady that's almost 30. <laughs> so it's And time. we love classes. <laughs> it's time. I'm trying to improve myself. Mm. I'm learning to breathe. That makes me think no, of ladies uh, who lunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm now that lady, <laughs> and I wish I had a hat to wear. Yeah. Yep. There we go. So that's what I've been doing. What have you guys been doing? I made a cardigan. Hell yeah, yeah you did a cool cardigan. Um. I I perfected my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Yes. Okay. And I and I learned how to make creme brulee. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it difficult? No. It's intimidating, but um, it's it's not. I mean, after you do, it, it's like, oh, that was that was easy. Cre- and it was damn delicious. I have a really stupid question. Uh huh. Is creme brulee the one where you like torch the top? Yes. Do you, you have make a, a you make food a- torch then? Uh huh. <gasps> Sally has a food I torch. I want to play with it. Who let a chaotic neutral have a food torch? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play with it. I promise not to set anything on fire. You can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> KB, what about you? Oh, man. A whole lot of work. <laughs> um Yeah. I guess the good thing has been my job's been pretty stable, but the bad thing is mm-hmm. I've been working this whole time. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's been 
a lot. There's been a couple of <laughs> possible COVID-19 scares. Yeah, things like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, we've been, at least me and Travis, have been pretty fortunate uh, so far. But, um, mm. yeah, just working. And then I got into uh, pen palling and stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. which I, I oh, sent, awesome. Ashley and I have sent a couple letters back and forth. And um, I have a couple other pen pals so yeah I have your Christmas letter right here because it just got returned to me yesterday (laughs) and it's because I'm stupid and forgot to put enough postage (laughs) so your Christmas letter will be in the mail again today I'm trying to extend (laughs) one thick letter yeah that's a thick Mm -hmm. ass letter well I put tiny little gifts on it for her (laughs) okay yeah I'm trying to extend Christmas as long as possible because Christmas is like happy time and so yeah yeah i feel like it was also like it it felt really shortcut this yeah. year just because like you couldn't really go and do anything mm-hmm. yeah the only time i actually had off was on christmas eve and christmas to go see my parents and that was the first time i'd seen them because i was able to quarantine before that but mm-hmm. yeah dude i hear you i i actually listened to christmas music yesterday yes <laughs> <laughs> i feel really bad I'm- saying that no, I've been listening to Sharon uh, Whitney Houston. Oh hell yeah! I've yeah, been, it's been I've been switching mostly between uh, Florence and the Machines, uh huh, and um, some like folk indie pop stuff. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with me right now, but yeah. apparently TikTok thinks I'm a lesbian <clears throat> because I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I guys. All I ever see is gay TikTok, and I'm okay with that. Like, whatever <laughs> algorithm it's got for me is, like, sp- spiritual stuff, like the kind of weird yeah. side yeah. of, and then, like, gay TikTok, and that's it, and I'm fine with yeah. that. <laughs> I always yeah, get... I, I have... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I always get, like, tarot TikTok, um, yeah. baking TikTok, cottagecore TikTok... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Cottagecore, I get a lot. There's always this one guy. I don't even know his name, and I feel terrible, but he always pops up on my For You page, and he works in, like, some spiritualist shop because he's always in it. Is it the Catlin Books guy? The New York bookshop that's... Possibly. He's always doing, like, really wholesome, like, have a great day, and, like, this day is yours. Make it good. Like, very, like things that i need to hear yeah. like king travis mcelroy who's the king of wholesome yeah no we're gonna talk the king of wholesome tiktok and that's it's either gonna be travis travis mcelroy or mandy patinkin oh mandy patinkin is also pretty good <laughs> he's got some wholesome tiktok yeah. i just saw one where he got the covid shot and he was like oh, yeah. this is the best day ever i didn't feel a thing and i was like go mandy patinkin <laughs> He, I feel like he should be the runner-up for America's dad after Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, so I, I did actually sign up for the vaccine here in, in my county, but they're still doing two groups uh, here, and I have not even received a number for waiting. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, it's... I think it's going to be a minute. Oh, it's going to be a while for sure. Particularly the county I live in needs to get their shit together first because there's some 
messed up stuff going on but but kb yeah i got my shot a couple days ago um did you get the first one or the second one my first one and then i'll have to go back in like a month or something to get the second yeah and then she's like i don't i don't got the cocoa (laughs) i ain't got which like for you honestly because i don't know i mean other than like my sis my sister-in-law and my brother you are the only other person I know that's been working in the public. Yeah. And so every day I'm like, I hope, yeah. I hope KB doesn't catch COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. I've been, I think about you so much. <laughs> I've been trying to be careful and just like, y'all don't stand to, yeah. don't stand so close to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm glad that I got it and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still going to do all the right stuff, like social distance and all that. But, mm-hmm. It'll yeah. give me a little more peace of mind, I feel like, um, oh, to yeah, know there's, I'm like, sure. an extra layer of, like, I guess, protection. Protection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with yeah, it? My I think mom that's important to talk about yeah. because I think there's some myths going on. Oh, okay. How's she feeling? Yeah. She's feeling fine. Um, she was, After the first shot, she said, like, the next day she was a little mm-hmm. achy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the second shot, she's like, it hurt. Oh, really? The second shot hurt she was like her arm was really sore mm. um and she was a little like again she was a little achy the next day but like yeah she's fine now well that's good yeah yeah i've heard mm-hmm. that it's pretty sore although you know like when i get my flu shot my arm aches so like yeah i'm not surprised mm-hmm. but do, do you guys hurt when you get the flu shot no I might have a like little for bit, some... like, in my arm, most, not really, like, my whole body yeah. or anything, but... Or, like, yeah, a little bit of mm-hmm. soreness, but, like, I'm not, like... I don't know, for some reason, every right time now. I get my flu shot, which is, like, a thing you should be doing, don't get me wrong, but, like, it fucking hurts. <laughs> like, it'll hurt for, like, the... probably the first hour, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, just kind of sore for, like, the next week. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just like a delicate little flower. Or <laughs> okay, but did you get the Moderna or the or the I Pfizer one? I got the one? Moderna one. So you're gonna turn into Dolly Parton? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton and put like invested in the COVID vaccine, oh. and it's mm, the Moderna okay. one. Yeah. How does that so, equate to her know. turning into Dolly Parton? <laughs> I mean, I would I would not be upset, but <laughs> no. It's Dolly Parton. It's Dolly Parton, which we need to do an episode about. But it's Dolly mm-hmm. Parton. I just don't know how your brain went from she invested in it. So it must mean <laughs> that through some kind of lichen, lycanthropic, lycanthropic. Dolly Parton is magic. I'm not going to question it. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, you're right. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think... So we- are y'all ready to... <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting. God dang it. <laughs> um, should we apologize to people? Probably. Probably. I'm sorry. Yeah. But we should do this like, like a YouTube apology. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't and know. Like- <laughs> the, the waving. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. So <laughs> um, but we're back and we're going to stick to our normal schedule. So um, this will go up well for, uh, a week from when we're recording it. Mm-hmm. But um, 
then we'll stick to right now when you're listening to it right now it's it's out right now because you're listening to it but we're gonna stick to our um every friday there's gonna be a new episode so yep and if we don't do that yell at us (laughs) (laughs) but in in a gentle manner because i'm a sensitive soul and i can't take a lot of harsh criticism (laughs) yeah and don't be passive aggressive just be like where's the new episode you guys we really would like a new episode. Or like No, that's passive aggressive. Or just like ask us how we're doing. Like, hey, are you are you doing okay? Cuz I could use that. <laughs> and then when I reply, just be like, where's the episode, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here's a picture of a raccoon. Where's the episode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, send us pictures of trash pandas. I'll also accept puppies. Mm-hmm. And then just gently ask where the episode is. Yeah. <laughs> but in in a manner like like Samuel L. Jackson. Well, aggressive. That's aggressive. <laughs> I want it to be more like Tom Hanks checking on my mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for our first Oh, it's not inaugural. For our first episode back. Our first episode of 2021. Hell yeah. Season two. Sally's, okay. Sally's leading us into 2021. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> so I don't know about y'all, but I've been watching a lot of Netflix, a lot of Hulus, a lot of HBO, and... um. A couple weeks ago, I started watching a program on Netflix called The History of Swearing. Yeah. I've yes. Hosted I've seen this by up. the great Nicolas Cage. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I sense a little hesitancy there, Ashley. No, well, no. Listen, Ashley, don't, don't lie. We went to a Nicolas Cage movie party. We did. It was great. We did, and there were there there were themed snacks, including vodka in the bathroom. Yeah, for Ashley, for anyone who hasn't seen I? it, that's a Mandy reference. Yes, wonderful movie, great movie. So, it's great. Love Nicolas Cage. I realized when I said it was a great movie, it sounded very sarcastic based on how but I it previously is, it, sounded about Nicolas Cage. But I do actually mean Mandy is a great film. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh. So I want and in that program, they um, mentioned this lady that we're going to be talking to, to talking about today. Um, her name is Lucille Bogan. I like the name. I don't know yeah. anything about her, so I'm very excited. Well, I'm going to as in Sally fashion, we're going to start by reading the summary in Wikipedia Great. and then go from there. Perfect. Lucille Bogan was an American classic female blues singer and songwriter among the first to be be recorded. She also recorded under the pseudonym Bessie Jackson. Music critic Ernest Bornman noted that Bogan was one of the the big three of the blues, along with Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith. Um, Ma Ma Rainey was considered the mother of the blues and Bessie Mm -hmm. Smith was considered the, um, the empress of the blues. I remember I reading lying? about Ma Rainey uh, because she was an influence for like Louis Armstrong and uh, mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, who I really want to do an episode on. Yes. Yes. Isn't there a new movie about Ma Rainey? Mm-hmm. 
Or am I making that up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Hold on. I thought you were going to say the movie Ma, but... Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> that's also an Octavia Spencer film, but no. Mm-hmm. I mean the one about the the businesswoman in like the oh, early 1900s. Yes. Um, self-made. Yeah. Self-made. Inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Mm-hmm. Walker. I saw C. that C. one as well. C.J. Walker. That's who I wonder. met. Wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyways, uh, many of Bogan's songs have been recorded by later blues and jazz musicians such as Leroy Carter, Memphis Minnie, and B.B. King, to name a few. Hmm. Uh, Many of her songs were sexually explicit, and she was generally considered to have been a dirty blues musician. Oh. Yeah. Oh, scandal. Thoughts? Feelings? I'm into it, and I can't wait. How? I mean, okay. Sorry, time period again? Um... 20s 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 and 30s how explicit are we thinking in the 20s and 30s i'll let you know Uh oh i saw sally's face Uh uh-oh i'll let you know (laughs) okay great i'm on board i want to know more about her okay yeah i don't know if i'm ready but (laughs) i want to know more about her i've braced myself we're ready I might clutch some pearls, but we're ready. Uh-huh. Oh yes, I I forgot to mention um, there. I I think I should give everyone this uh, this disclaimer. Um, given early when I was saying that like her songs were sexually explicit, um, yeah, be ready to clutch some pearls. <gasps> um, oh dear. Do you remember when earlier this year Ben Shapiro's reaction to Cardi B's song WAP? No. Okay. I can imagine it. But so Cardi B came out the song WAP. Ben Shapiro made a video where he read through the lyrics and was like, this is terrible, blah, 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 in Ben Shapiro fashion. Uh-huh. If he heard these songs, he would literally lose his shit. Okay. So like, we're saying her song lyrics are more explicit than WAP? Yes, to reference, uh, I re- when I was watching the show History of Swear, uh, Swearing or Swear Words, mm-hmm. um, someone said that these lyrics would make uh, Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj blush. <gasps> what? Yes, very much so. <laughs> oh my um, god. So, um, if you have pearls, be prepared to clutch them. I'm kind of already in that mode. <laughs> let's go, let's do this. Oh, yeah. And it's... Okay. So, there wasn't much information about her upbringing. Um, All I found was that she was born Lucille Anderson on April 1st, 1897. What the fuck? 1897. I can't... I can't... New words today! 1897. I don't know why that was so funny. But it just seems like we're still getting back. Oh, here we go. Okay, do you want to do that again? I'm yeah. so sorry. That was so funny. <laughs> it was mostly because of your reaction. <laughs> okay. There's, I feel like there's going to be lots of goof-em-ups today um, in this episode. So, you know, everyone? Buckle, buckle the fuckle up, you guys. Buckle up. Prepare your butts. Um, I'm going to start from the beginning. 
there isn't much information on her upbringing. I've never she had that Lucille immediate Anderson reaction to, to someone else reacting to in themselves In Amory, Mississippi. Before. And she was raised in Birmingham, Alabama. <clears throat> She married Nazareth Lee Bogan, who was a railway man, in 1914, and gave birth to a son, Nazareth Jr., in either 1915 or 1916. Um, it doesn't say when, but sometime later, she divorced her husband and married James Spencer, who was 22, 22 years younger than she was. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, girl. <laughs> That's pretty strange uh, for the 19... time. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in 1923, she started recording vaudeville songs for OK Records, O-K-E-H. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, OK Records in New York. Uh, later that year, she recorded the song Pawn Shop Blues in Atlanta, uh, making her the first black blues singer to record outside of New York or Chicago. Hmm. It also sounds like the prequel to Macklemore's Thrift Shop. I'm yes. sorry, you guys. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, so the, this record didn't sell well, um, and she didn't record again until four years later in 1927. Hmm. Um, and that's when she recorded her first big success, uh, the song Sweet Petunia at Paramount Records in Grafton, Wisconsin. What's going on? By the 1930s, her songs were about drinking and sex. With songs such as Sloppy Drunk Blues, Tricks Ain't Walking No More, and Black Angel Blues. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so these these songs were performed in rowdier juke joints. And she wrote most of her songs so. herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the songs she wrote herself and had humorous sex references that Wikipedia said were thinly veiled. But I, I have to disagree. Uh, okay. Some of her songs had themes, also themes of prostitution. <laughs> okay. Um, an example of this is um, in the song Groceries on the Shelf or Piggly Wiggly um, in reference to the chain of the grocery store. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some of those lyrics are, uh, my name is Piggly Wiggly and I swear you can help yourself. And if you am, and you've got to have your green back and it don't take nothing else. A <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> scandalo. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Um, she has other songs that a really, um, one of her, most well-known songs is called "Till the Ta- Till the Cows Come Home," and you can listen to all these songs on Spotify. Oh, solid. Uh, okay. So, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. So her record before didn't sell very well. Do we know why it didn't sell very well? Was it getting like just mm. bad acclaim? Was it because she? No, was... it it, di- it didn't say. Oh, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Be ready to clutch some pearls right now. I'm going to read some lyrics from the song Till the Cows Come Home. I've got my hands um, ready to too. clutch. Okay. <laughs> Whew. I'm I'm reading them reading through them again and damn. Um, Are you going to be able to get through it? <laughs> I'm I guess I'm going to have to. Um I told him I got a good cock and it's got four damn good names. Rough top, rough cock, tough cock, cock without a bone. You can fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. What? <laughs> I know. Ashley looks concerned. Like, she is... What? <laughs> this was... 
Hold on, this was in the late 20s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Roaring Twenties was a lot more wild than I assumed. (laughs) It might even be a buck wild, y'all. It might even be buck wild. Okay, well, here we go. So, um, in 1933, she moved to New York and began recording under the pseudonym Bessie Jackson uh, for the banner label of the American Record Company, or ARC. From 1933 to 1935, she recorded over 100 songs with pianist Walter Rowland, and uh, she had some of her biggest commercial successes with uh, Seaboard Blues, Troubled Mind, and Superstitious Blues. Hold on. You just said she recorded over 100 songs in a two-year period? Yeah. When did that bitch sleep? (laughs) Probably not. Okay. Like, dang. Goodness. That's that's prolific. Yeah, it's... What, one song a week? About? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. also like, were these already written songs? Like, is she doing covers of anything? Or is it completely I, new songs? Again, I there I could not find a lot about her life. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming probably some of them might have been covers. But even and, so. It's like, like a mix of both. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. still a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, in 1935, she started. She did her like her final recordings uh, were with uh, Walter Rowland and Josh White. Walter Rowland uh, was a pianist, and Josh White was a, a guitarist. And um, those takes included, or two takes of the song "Shave 'Em Dry," and that was recorded on March 5th, 1935, in New York. Um, in true Lucille Bogan fashion, it's rich with explicit sexual <laughs> references, <laughs> and. Um, According to us, it was, like, recorded for fun or for the recording engineers for, um, quote-unquote, clandestine distribution as a party record. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was saying, uh, um, and then according to notes from the recording, um, it said that, like, uh, Bogan seemed to be, like, unfamiliar with the lyrics and, like, reading them as she sang them, like, potentially surprised by them herself. Which is crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if it couldn't get crazy enough, I there's a really cool song called BD Woman's Blues. Uh, BD in reference to bull dyke, which is another term for lesbian. Um, some of the lyrics are, Come in a time, BD women, they ain't gotta need no men. They got a head like a sweet angel and they walk like a natural man. And, uh... What's the last one? They can lay their jive just like a natural man. I know. What? <laughs> okay, I know we talked about turning this into a video format, but this would have been the episode yeah. to do so because I'm literally lost for words and I'm so red. <laughs> and like I said, I would you I would really turn you like go into Spotify, look at her page and just li- like there are a ton of songs. Do we know um, if her songs are still in copyright? It's a great question. Because maybe we could play one somewhere in the middle of the episode. I'm doing a quick Google search. Bear with me. Uh, okay, this might be a more difficult Google search than I realized. So I'll do that later. <laughs> okay. So after 1935, uh, it appears that she just stopped recording. Um, but she did start to manage her son's jazz group, the Bogan Bogan's Birmingham Busters, for a time. Huh. Uh, she later moved to Los Angeles, and she was live or she 
lived there for uh, for a short time, and she died of coronary sclerosis on August tenth, nineteen forty eight. I have a dumb um, question. <clears throat> yeah, what is coronary sclerosis? Because it sounds bad. <laughs> oh, it's hardening of the arteries. Mm-hmm. Oh, coronary arteries. right. Yeah. Okay. And then she's um, she was buried at the um, in the Lincoln Memorial Park in Compton, California. I think I think a big thing was just like her influence is still shown today, especially in music. Um, mm. I talked earlier about the song "WAP" by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, um, and I've got a whole bunch of other examples. Um, "Bitch" by Meredith Brooks. Like I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, oh, I'm a child, right. I'm a yeah. Um, okay. And like Madonna uh, mm. with the song like Justify My Love, Erotica, Holy Water, SEX. Mm. Yeah, like some of the lyrics from um, the song SEX is Golden Shower, Latex Thong, Licorice Whip, Strap It On. Uh. Um, no. Another like other examples are going to be like Lil' Kim, Britney Spears, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Janet Jackson, Cupcake, Cindy Lauper. Christina Aguilera, Halsey, Ariana Grande, Pink, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Selena Gomez, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Liz Fair, Peaches, Azalea Banks, and I, there's so many more. Wow, um, That yeah. was just to name a few. That was from a um, from an article from Billboard, I believe. And I was talking about... Um, songs by those artists and some lyrics it was it was really cool um that's so interesting yeah uh, i I, do you want to i want to open up this this up for conversation like i know y'all are probably still taking it in like what are thoughts yeah (laughs) i'm scandalized yeah and i think i mean it's still like and it made me think of like the sex i mean definitely this goes towards like the sex positive movement which has been going on since the 20s right i guess so i just in my mind i always assume that the 20s are i mean like i know you have like the whole um i just forgot what they're called like speakeasy type stuff going on yeah but i guess i just i didn't assume it was that rowdy yeah like they're the rough and rowdy boys (laughs) and girls yeah I think like like we're like I said it was, it was starting the the sex positive movement started in the twenties, which I didn't know. About. Yeah, I mean obviously we we think more of it like in the seventies from then on. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually starting in the twenties. Um, I guess even like which mid late sixties. Yeah, but I, I guess yeah I just didn't realize I went back so far. Exactly, and like it's. It's crazy that even a hundred years later, I feel like we've made little to no progress about that because I like we're like we're women are still coming out with these songs about yeah. sex and stuff, which like I'm cool with. Yeah. But there seems to there seems to be a double standard where like guys can have songs like this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they people, you know, don't bat an eye. But then yeah. when a woman comes out with a song, they're like, oh, how scandalous. <laughs> she, do you realize how she how she presents herself and i was like right who who gives a fuck yeah no i totally agree Mm -hmm. i think i'm (laughs) i think it's really interesting that we're almost a hundred years 
exactly after this and I'm still scandalized by her lyrics. Not th- not mm-hmm. so much by the fact that it's a woman singing it. Just the lyrics yeah. themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh my God, my little heart. I can't take it. Um, but that's really interesting. I think it's, I think it says a lot about the women's movement <laughs> as well. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so really processing I- here. <laughs> KB, thoughts? I have many. <laughs> <laughs> but but forming them into like coherent sentences is yeah I'm having trouble <laughs> yeah um I mean one thing that's interesting to me I guess because you would look at that like the lyrics she has and and some of the other songs that have come out recently and say like maybe oh well that's so extreme or that's too much or whatever it is but in a lot of ways I think we have to have the quote unquote too much in order to progress towards anything like you have to kind of Mm. swing it a little wide if that makes sense like you have to kind of go to you know not maybe a place where it's not rational to go anymore but you kind of have to go further than most people would care for in order to make things that Mm -hmm. are towards that um, you know, just a little mm-hmm. further than center or whatever, be more acceptable. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Because I, f- I do feel like, well, we see it in society, but I don't really want to get into that. <laughs> so I'm going to stick to art. Get into it. Ash. Get into it. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I, mm, I've been talking a lot about extremists on in society, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to talk about, it's interesting that we do see see kind of extremist movements mm-hmm. in art, I think, in in all forms of art to progress social change. Um I th- mm-hmm. I mean even if you want to talk about like surrealist playwrights. Yeah. Like I think you're seeing this like really extreme art form. Um or even the guy who did more avant-garde like <laughs> put pans of vomit under people's seats. What was his name? Um, do you know who I'm talking about, KB? I'm not sure. Um, he was really out there, but it it was basically all about making people uncomfortable to reassess their values and ideals. Um, it's very Nietzsche as well, but I just think it's very interesting that we get these extremist art forms to kind of reflect back on society. Mm -hmm. And I think she falls right in this movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also a question of, like, you allow certain things in private, but then you'd never really talk about them. And then all of a sudden, mm. when it's more of a public forum, like through music, you're playing this or whatever it may be, then suddenly it becomes like, oh, no, we can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's that whole thing of, like, art imitates life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Why, why yeah. is it? Why should it not be yeah. in there? Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm really stuck on some of these things. <laughs> and this that's only the tip of the iceberg, Ashley. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I have no <laughs> doubt. I I assume you chose the safest ones for this. <laughs> sure. But yeah. no, I I think it's interesting that she also didn't take off until she was 
doing these more extreme songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that also says a lot about society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's this kind of like, I don't want to s- say this phrase, but it's the only one I can think of. But it's almost like that freak show aspect where like mm-hmm. we don't really like it, but we want to keep looking at it and we want to keep talking about mm-hmm. it. And I, I think like she's a performance artist. Like mm-hmm. she's literally doing this to make a big hubbub about yeah. it to start that sex positive or not start it, but help that sex positive movement. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that like we're still doing that. <laughs> like yeah, we still like, like that circus aspect. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like, like I was saying, like I was saying it was, it's a hundred years later and we're still talking about this or it's still going on. That's yeah. what shot. That's what baffles me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think too what you were saying, like it is for some God knows what reason. It is scandalous when women sing about it or do anything about it. Um, I just forgot where I was going with that thought. And it's like what what what. Also, it's like you know we we there. I'm just talking about songs about sex in general like it's one of the most natural things that happens like mm. where we all got here because of that yeah sure yeah um and it's one of the most natural things but still people are hung up about it or they're just they kind of want to keep that hush hush mm-hmm. and it's still yeah. a very taboo subject um, I don't want to be that person who talks about Foucault but I'm going to talk about <laughs> Foucault <laughs> do it so obviously Foucault talks a lot about sexual repression and how it's affected society and I think it's this is a pure example of it because it's it's like you said it's a natural thing that happens everybody does it but we don't talk about it because repression of sexuality in general was a huge movement um I mean, I think we think about Victorians especially because they're very strange people. <laughs> but, uh, and that's more of my wheelhouse of, of reading. Uh, but no, I think like this, you have to have this like extreme conservative side of society that it can no longer contain itself. And so we see mm-hmm. these swings between progression and conservatism because of no happy medium. And I want to know what you guys think about that. Like, will we ever see a time when that pendulum stops at a happy medium? Do I you don't think? think so. Because this is so there's this other idea of like the carnivalesque and like what that does for society. Mm. And so, yeah, I, it's this idea that like you have society which has these strict rules and you're supposed to follow them like most of the days of the year but then every now and then you get like like Mardi Gras is an example of this it's where mm-hmm. you know yeah. you you know you're about to go into lent which is going to be a period of like fasting and being serious and all of that so before mm-hmm. that time you kind of like party it up let all of that release right. 
and then we can get back to being like I guess serious as a society or whatever it is so it's like the these mm-hmm. this idea of these release valves and I think that's been going yeah. on for a long time that doesn't that's not that's not healthy like <laughs> I don't think that's I mean, very healthy no. I think you could um, yeah you could argue that well why don't we just allow ourselves to be a little bit more free all of the time instead of like building all this up mm-hmm. so right yeah well, yeah, also, I think like, it's interesting. What it, that made me think about is, like, when I was saying, like, oh, it's a natural thing that happens. Another natural thing is, like, as humans, we're one of the only species, if not the only species, that has sex for pleasure. Not um, for reproduction Bonobo purposes. chimps. Well, Bonobo chimps yeah. actually do it for fun as well. Yeah. And I think that's well, like, so of, interesting. You know, it's, it's like I said, we're, I guess we're one of the only species that does it for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, but they're not willing to like see that or, rec- or acknowledge it. And mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And I, I, KB, when you were talking about the carnivalesque, I think it's interesting too that like it also kind of stems from the Catholic Church. Yeah. And I don't know if we want to <laughs> talk about this. Yeah. But I mean, the reason there's so many saint feast days Mm -hmm. was because of this it's like little release valves for society and then we get back to being uh productive members of society who contribute and then we get built up again Mm -hmm. and then i mean this started in middle ages yeah well possibly earlier i mean this is kind Mm -hmm. of the whole this was this is kind of the operating manual for spreading Christianity especially in places Mm -hmm. where paganism was common and so it's like you can't just go in and they found out you can't go in erase everything and just be like you're Mm -hmm. a Christian now because that doesn't work and people still need it's like wait hold on what do you mean we have our own religion (laughs) what do you mean so you see a lot of like okay well most of the year you're gonna do this but we'll allow you to keep like yule turns into christmas and like easter Mm -hmm. used to be kind of a pagan holiday and Mm -hmm. um so they sort of blended it and kept those release valves and that's Mm -hmm. kind of their whole method of operating when it was spreading at first so yeah i i I agree with you that um it does have a lot to do with religion and i think Mm -hmm. politics gets mixed into that as well and like with Mm -hmm. everything it's become very messy (laughs) yeah yeah of course it does (laughs) um speaking of easter Mm -hmm. have y'all seen the movie oh uh it's not called Ostara, but it's about Ostara. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think I sent you guys a Facebook message about it a couple weeks ago. It's like it's uh, from some Nordic country, but it's a really good movie about Ostara mm. and like the ritual of old paganism Ostara. Yeah. And it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. It was really interesting. It's a good good thriller film i would mm-hmm. say yeah no i'm interested i i am interested to to look at old pagan okay here comes ashley's history nerd yeah <laughs> i'm i'm interested to look at old pagan cultures and see if they also swung between 
conservatism and progression um the way it would be different from the way we see it right but like are are those swings throughout all society Mm. all civilizations or is it most mostly to do with very conservative religious communities because i mean this is also a a reason the salem witch trials happened um Mm. you know like you have this very puritanical christian society who's very strict one of the theories is that the girls couldn't contain it Mm -hmm. anymore and it was a rebellion of sorts um and nothing else it was just an acting out uh lashing out against that society but so yeah no i'm interested to see if like trying to think of some random pagan culture that i know and i can't think (laughs) of anything right now um the vikings for instance Mm -hmm. um i feel like though i don't really want to talk about vikings in this political climate right now yeah Um, that's a whole other but i i'm so angry about it that i can't talk about it so i'm just gonna use them as an example for what i'm talking about now um, I'm fucking pissed off that white supremacists have taken over Viking culture and Norse mythology mm-hmm. for their own blasphemous reasons. Anyway. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. What I was trying to say is that I, I when we think about Vikings, I think we think about this feasting culture who drinks. They're, they're warriors. They're sailors. You know, there's a lot of catharsis mm-hmm. in in their daily life. So I'm curious to look at them as an example to see, like, do they ever swing from just even sexuality as a as a topic? Like, do they ever swing from one side to the other um, from conservatism and progression? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it had it like it ebbed and flowed like things do. But yeah, that's mm. a... but I don't know if it's swinging as hard. It, yeah, if it like hits extremes. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I think that's I th- that's what makes <laughs> it's what's giving me a lot of anxiety at the moment is that like nothing really feels stable mm-hmm. and there's the far swings. Yeah. Mhm. You know, it's not just like little waveforms that we're riding. It, it I mean, these are tsunami-sized wave swings, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And it makes uh so- society feel very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. And as chaotic people, we need a little bit of stability somewhere. I'm chaotic enough for myself that I can't live in a world that is chaotic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it makes me scared because I'm, like I said before, I'm a very delicate, sensitive person. And I have a lot of feelings and emotions that, <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's, no, I don't think anybody's comfortable with chaos. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> no, I'll stick to my guns. I don't think anybody's comfortable with chaos. At least yeah. not all the time in every facet of life. Hmm. So I feel like I really went on a rant there. <laughs> I feel like I should apologize. No, don't apologize. I liked it. My chaotic neutral took over for a little bit talking about it. Vikings. And it I feel like nice. I should apologize for that. <laughs> Don't apologize, Ashley. Oh, my gosh. Embrace the chaos. 
Well, not like not like the the, the all the chaos, but just like <laughs> when you're like, oh man, I want to be chaotic. Fucking lean into it. Oh, I did the other day when KB messaged me about something, <laughs> and then I quickly apologized because I I could see where my energy could be concerning. <laughs> Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, that really launched us into a strange topic of conversation. <laughs> I feel like this happens. Interesting. Yeah. And this happens with us, I think. We talk, we talk about the actual events of history, and then we get into more philosophical, like, bigger question discussion. So. Yeah. Somebody once told me that I'm, and I kind of took offense to it, but somebody once told me that I'm very childlike and ask too many questions. What? And I don't know if they meant like, oh, you have childlike curiosity and that's really good. Uh-huh. Or if they meant like, why do you ask so many fucking questions? Okay, but like, let's talk about the Was fact that- this person that- really stupid? I would not say so. I would say this person's Do we know this person? Yes. But here's the thing. Here's something also. Can we go beat Is- them up? metaphorically no No. it okay but all of like science and history comes from curiosity and exploration right so how is that childlike Mm. you know i and i wonder also where that's what i mean too like i don't know if they meant it in a bad way or if i'm more concerned about who asked this question i want to give them a certain talking to oh i wouldn't worry about it too much okay it's just one of those comments that you yeah. know that like sticks with mm-hmm. you and you're like oh yeah. did i say it like when i said no tiny hands? <laughs> sally's gonna beat herself no. up if so <laughs> no y- y- you've just told me that i'm too dramatic and that's fine <laughs> you are the drama <laughs> but no, yeah I-, I-, I guess we should probably save that story for our rpg spinoff oh uh, that'd be fun what were you gonna uh, say, KB? But no, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it was meant in a bad way, but I, you know, I have a gut reaction to that as well because I've sometimes been told because I have certain like, I don't know if I'd call them moral, but there's like things that I'm like, no, this is wrong in some way, or like something's mm, off about this, yeah. and then I get called childish for thinking that, and it's just kind of like, okay, but why? And I've also had that happen. And I have come to terms with people are going to say that to me, but I know that I have a stronger moral compass than they yeah. do. <laughs> but, and, and I mean, I hate to make everything about, well, I don't hate to do it. I like to do it, but <laughs> to make everything about gender or anything. But literally, like, I one time was talking about, you know, things like, you know about the world and just um Mm. that we should keep trying to change things you know and i got called childish by someone and Mm -hmm. but then that same person has a male friend who's trying to do the same thing and saying the same thing and they think of them as Mm. like you know in in a positive revolutionary yeah so radical yeah like as as progressive Mm mm-hmm and I just think about, like, yeah. how long have we been infantilizing women? How long have we been saying... For a very, very yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I maybe wouldn't go all the way there if it wasn't just a very stark, like, it, it, 
it was a very clear example to me of like, no, this is gendered in some way because, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was like. I think it's also interesting that there's other women who have this like internalized misogyny mm-hmm. about making women seem like children yeah um specifically like for example i was watching somebody talk about um why women shouldn't be political leaders and the excuses that you hear are very generic too many hormones they're gonna flip the lid at drop of a hat whatever no you know but it's very interesting to hear women's that made me think of uh, Margaret Thatcher when she became prime minister. She mm. did not believe women should belong in politics as a woman. Which did is not, like... She was like, oh, there's going to be too much drama. She was, I was like, fuck you. You are a woman. That's like breaking the glass ceiling and then taking the ladder with you. Like... But also... It's breaking the glass ceiling and installing a new thicker glass. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Bulletproof glass. That, anyways... <laughs> I'm still not convinced Margaret Thatcher wasn't a man in drag. <laughs> Hot take. Have you seen that forehead? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh gosh, y'all. She's girls got bone structure. If so, <laughs> that was a hot take. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I'll get us back. I'll get us back. It's okay. I got us. <laughs> Let me take the steering wheel for a second because <laughs> women make really good drivers. But <laughs> um, we were talking about how <laughs> the like internalized misogyny. Yeah. Does that ring well, any bells? And another thing I was going to say is, I guess um, there's men and women both who think women should be a certain way. And going back to kind of this mm-hmm. topic we've been talking about if women are supposed to be like innocent and pure and like this childlike these childlike beings then mm-hmm. that's in direct opposition with you know um any kind of sexualization or um particularly mm-hmm. if the woman is claiming her own sexuality and taking charge of that oh yeah um mm-hmm. so i think that kind of goes back to what you know our I guess overarching topic is today and this idea of like yeah um kind of owning your sexuality particularly in music and art and um yeah well and I think women's sexuality specifically has been very misunderstood for a very long yes. time and we're still kind of at the beginning of that conversation of no it's okay like women like sex too and that is a new thought for some people you know mm-hmm. um so i think it's very important to have people like this and um you know, i think it's important to have people like cardi b you know mm-hmm. um even today but not to take it back to the victorians again because <laughs> i hate doing that but it, it's i think it also comes from this place of for a long time society held women as the moral leaders of the household Mm -hmm. even though they weren't the head of the household they had to in some way be a moral leader to instruct their children and we get that a lot with like female teachers as well we don't want them to be sexualized because they're teaching our children 
We don't want mothers to be sexualized because they're teaching our children because dad is off somewhere else. And I think that's that has a lot to do with how we approached women's sexuality. We erased it for a very long time. Yeah. Y'all, the Victorians are weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think of so the Victorians, it's like we were talking about release valves, too, is because in the Victorian era, yes, you have all these ideas of like separate spheres and stuff like that. But you also get things mm-hmm. like Dracula, which is so dripping with like homoeroticism and sexuality. So much. And so. so they were so gay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I didn't mean that in a bad way either. Please don't come at me for that. I'm just saying Dracula is a very. Yeah gay book yes um (laughs) gay literature yeah so i again it's kind of that idea of these extremes like you have this extreme pressure Mm. on yourself whether you're a man or a woman you have this extreme pressure to fit into this certain role this certain sphere and then in order to release that we get all kinds of weird shit (laughs) for lack of a better way to say that um yeah I think it's also important to to talk about like that that amount of restraint is not capable of being held yeah. um, mm-hmm. because the the Victorians had their ideals on their separate spheres, but you also have opium dens and mm-hmm. prostitution rampant through Victorian society, yeah. and you have husbands spreading syphilis to their families. You have wives going and having affairs after they've done their duty as a wife you know like they've had a heir and a spare and they're good to go like they can do their own thing but like even at the time it's it is not capable of being held um yeah in these restraints Mm -hmm. not that on the other side of that either couldn't it couldn't hold either you know, well, and it comes we back couldn't to, like, just be the Apollonian and Dionysian. You can't mm-hmm. be all in all the time, one or the other. Yeah. You have to have some kind of balance of the two. Which I think Wuthering Heights is a great novel for this. So if anybody wants a reading suggestion, <laughs> check out Wuthering Heights. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real problem. <laughs> no, you don't. <sighs> okay. So that, do we want to start wrapping things up? Yeah, I'm kind of thought out right now and really okay. processing a lot of things. <laughs> who, wants, who wants to do the outro? I don't even have the script up. I'm not even sure what we say. <laughs> I kind of remember, but. Uh, KB was always really good at doing okay, it. Well, yeah. Okay. It's been a hot minute. Okay, um, so thank you for listening. Um, if you made it this far, congrats. Yes, I, I'm sorry for my ranting. I feel like we're leaving it in like a nice little bird nest of thoughts. Like we didn't wrap it up in a bow, but it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. here's the nest. Put your own eggs in I'd it. like to hear other people's thoughts on this, yeah. though. Like, if you have any comment or new thought about this let us know mm-hmm. yeah yeah which brings me to our email <laughs> good segue 
<laughs> um, Do you like that? Set it up on a silver platter yeah. for you. Uh, it's legendarylasses at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, we have, what all do we have? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, and we also do have our website that I think is still up question mark it, it will be by the time this goes out i'll i'll check <laughs> um um and also uh if you feel so inclined you can support us um by going to anchor um and there should be a, a button there uh if you would like to contribute as well um i think the i think i maybe got it <laughs> i think that's it yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. if i can remember all my words so go out. I remember that's first. Go out, make waves, change history. And Sally. Kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and pie's better than cake. Oh, God. I should also mention that I did watch, um, I just forgot, uh, Tu Wong Fu for the first time. So maybe we should talk about that next episode. Yes. Yes, we should. Yes. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>